Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott, owner of Sports Advantage here in Verona, Wanakee, Beaver Dam. I have my co-host, Coach Dean Manchie from Kimberly of the Fox Valley Throws. Dog, what's going on? What do we got? Huge Bucks win last night. Bucks and six. Super excited. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bucks and six. No question about it. Big game. Big game uh, tomorrow night. And, you know, as as we're doing another Sharpening the Edge podcast here, you know, we felt it really important. Um, I think sometimes, Dean, we get perceived as football guys, you know, but we love all sports and we definitely love our Wisconsin sports. And, man, the excitement that the, the Bucks have brought to our state and uh, and what a finals it's been, you know, let's, let's be realistic. Um, you know, a lot of people talking before this final started on, Oh, you know, you don't have the, these guys in here and these guys in here, but man, these have been in some incredible basketball games. I mean, you know, Devin Booker and, and, and some of the stuff he's done and, and Chris Middleton and, and Drew holiday, but let's, I mean, let's be realistic here. You know, the man of the hour is, is Giannis and some of the things he's done, just on the basketball court has been incredible, but you and I, as we go through Twitter and stuff like that, we're finding this guy is just such an incredible human being and leader and real um, something that I think is really missing in sports today. He's just such a great role model for kids. Oh, absolutely, Brian. And uh, you know, the best thing that I saw on this last Twitter Thing that he just said and in his interview was incredible there's so much good stuff out there right now but he said when you compete in the present you give yourself the best chance to win it whatever you are doing and I think now you know with cell phones and everything else you know the many times you go to family gatherings and kids are on their cell phones and are not really paying attention to their family you know and you got to be in the present many times in athletics you know this maybe the season's not going as good or they're not going to make the playoffs or whatever the case is. They're already jumping into the next sport already. And they're not finishing the sporting season that they're in. Or, hey, you know, a game's not going real good. And they're just jumping to the next thing. And uh, it's so fun to watch this, you know, and uh, to watch them compete and just to be in the moment. And with Bucks are down 0-2. Yep. You know, how many times do we see in athletics that, ah, you know, we're getting, you know, we're, we're down – two touchdowns or, or we're down 20 points in a game or, or something's not going right. And all of a sudden, Hey guys, start not playing as hard. Well, and, and think, you know, all yeah. those things get in high school kids heads. And I think too, one of the things that, that you've seen with, you know, with this series and with, you know, the bucks as a whole, you know, Giannis goes down in the Eastern conference finals and you, you know, you see it a lot in sports where, the, the recognizable athlete or the top athlete or the top, you know, the alpha dog on the team or, you know, your top player goes down and everybody goes in the tank. And that was the exact opposite. You know, you had players raising up their game. I mean, Brooke Lopez, I think, had a 30-point game. You know, I, I don't know when the last time he's put 30 on the board, but, you know, you saw that and you also saw even last, you know, the game last night, the game five. I mean, the Bucks were down 16 at the end of the first quarter. I mean, the Suns were shooting like 75% from the field. I mean, they were on fire. The place was rocking and rolling. You know, that place was loud. There was a play during the 
the game where you didn't even the players couldn't even hear the whistle. They just kept playing because it was so loud. But you you saw, you know, and then in the second quarter, you know, the Bucks make a run back at him with Giannis on the bench. So again, you see another example of guys just doing their job and and playing their role and things like that. And so many times with athletics, we see it, and you I know you see it at the high school level where kids just don't want to accept their role. I mean, you look at like Connaughton and, and Portis and those guys that come off the bench and they bring a lot of energy to the team. Um, that's why this team is where it's at right now is because they have everybody accepting their role, doing their job and playing within the system. And then you have a guy like Giannis. I mean, think of if you're a high school kid listening right now, think of what it would go through your mind. If you got 20,000 people, counting every time you grab a basketball to shoot a free throw, how that would mess with your mentality. And you, you just kind of watch him. And I mean, he shoot an air ball and then he just goes down. He, he just gets back after it on a defensive end. It's, it's just such a great message for kids to watch and just learn from, you know, a, a guy that's dominating the playoffs right now, you know, every time they, they show a stat, I mean, who are the guys they're showing them with Shaq, Jordan, LeBron, Kareem. I mean, those guys are like the Mount Rushmore of basketball. And this guy in his first playoff appearance, two weeks after he hyperextends his knee, an injury that I think everybody in the world thought he was done for the rest of the year. This guy is, is, is playing at a legendary status right now and makes a lot of mistakes, right? He makes a lot of mistakes during games. He turns the ball over. He airballs free throws. He takes three-point shots that maybe he should or shouldn't take. Um, but he just keeps playing. He just keeps playing. And it's just such a great lesson, lesson for kids. Well, you know, and, and the other thing, Brian, he's so humble, you know, you watch him and listen to him in interviews and, you know, he's given the credit to everybody else around him. And, uh, you know, I think the, the best teams, the best teams are those teams that are all together and they know their role. The kids know, hey, they're next man up mentality. Coaches do a great job. Some of the best coaches I've been around do a great job of including everyone on the team, whether they're a scout player, a practice player, the star, the, the worst person on the team, or the last person to get in the game. But I think the good coaches understand that we got to get everyone involved. And I think, you know, Giannis's big thing is he gets everybody involved. And that's contagious. And, you know, when we talk about winning teams, you have to have that. Everyone's got superstars. Everyone has, you know, that on their teams. But the real good teams come together. They know their job. Athletes that maybe aren't starting know, hey, I'm one play away from getting in the game. And I got to be prepared because I don't want to let our better players down. I want to be prepared. And so many times we have to be prepared as coaches as athletes and you know as parents too we want to prepare our kids and give our kids the best opportunity to be successful and decrease their chance of injury and that's why we do what we do brian yeah and i think you know a, a great message like you said is at the beginning was being present and in the moment because so many times as coaches we're so reactionary you know there's a bad call and all of a sudden we lose our minds you know, and you see it in youth sports all the time. You know, I, I can't imagine in a, in a youth sport 
how you can get called for a technical foul and when you're coaching fifth grade basketball or, or how you get kicked out of a game. You know, it, it's not, and, and then just kind of the, the way you're perceived, you know, and then you wonder why your kids act that way. You know, you watch the Bucks coach. I mean, he's pretty calm during most of the games, you know, and he's taking a lot of heat too. I mean, good Lord, they were talking about firing him, you know, and then you got people on ESPN talking about how the, you know, they're the dumbest team in the NBA and all this other stuff. And I think our whole world right now is so reactionary to things that happen in the moment versus taking a step back um, and not losing your mind basically over something that, that happens right away. It's, it's processing it. Um, and I know coach Jones has talked about this. I know Brett Bielema talked about this when I was at Wisconsin, it's not what happens. It's how you respond to it. And really it's how you react to it. You know? And I think in that, in that interview that you talked about with Giannis, you know, he talked about not living in the past, you know, I could score 30, 40 points and, you know, and then the next day I'm going to come out and I might suck, you know, or, you know, Hey, we're coming after you. You see this all over social media right now you know, all these hashtags, we're coming for you, this, that, you know, do your talking during the game, you know, with, with your, with how you play, you know, and I think you're, you're starting to see it a little bit. And again, you know, they could lose the next two. The Suns, the Suns are a great basketball team playing very, you know, very good basketball. But I think the message that we're trying to send to our listeners is if you're in the moment, if you stay true to your process and, 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 and the things you're coached on, you have a really good chance of being very successful. You trust the process. And as long as there is a process uh, for some coaches that, you know, use that, that moniker, if you say trust the process, you better have a process that your athletes know. And then it's, you know, just playing the game and playing at the highest level and let it fall where it may. Well, I tell you, Brian, you know, that's the best thing about sports is, you know, all the life lessons that you learn from playing sports, you know, the adversity and, you know, so many of those times you let see athletes on a bad call, like Booker, we thought, hey, everybody thought he should have fallen out, you know, and, um, you know, how are you going to react in these situations? And I think, too, as a, the good coaches can stay calm under very situations that are, are very stressed filled as far as in games, pressure situations, and athletes got to learn that as well. And uh, it's just been unbelievable to watch. It's exciting. You know, sport has that power to change the world. You know, Wisconsinites are jacked up right now. I think the city of Milwaukee on Tuesday night, if they win, you know, it's going to be what, since 1971 yep. was the last NBA title. I mean, it's just, it's just so exciting and, and does so much. Uh, for everybody's self-esteem and, you know, and, and just some excitement during this post-pandemic era or, yeah. you know, we're still dealing with some issues with the COVID and other things like that. So it's just awesome to see. Well, and I think, you know, the, one of the main words I think we can use is atmosphere and culture with, with the Bucks. you know, and is they obviously have a culture of being present and being in the moment. And our two guests, you know, the last two weeks that we had, we had two of two of my favorite, you know, players I've ever coached and Rob Havenstein and Kevin Zeitler, you know, they taught and talk kind of in our realm now, right? We want to talk about the weight room for a little bit. Um, they talked about creating an atmosphere in the weight room and a culture 
of how you go about things. You know, that, that was a big thing when I was at Wisconsin with that O-line group is this is who we are. Um, the weight room is our competitive advantage. Even though, even though we knew every team we played, every team we played was going to be in the weight room, every team, but we just, we created an atmosphere and a culture that whether we did it better or not, that we believed, I sold it to them that we're going to do it better and harder than anybody else. And once you get the kids to believe that in the weight room, you can reach incredible milestones, both in the weight room and then with your team sports. Yeah. You know, the number one trait I think the weight room teaches is, you know, we said this before, it teaches confidence. And, you know, we talk about culture and, and atmosphere and all that. I mean, look at Giannis when he came in the league and look at the transformation that has happened with his body through strength training the nutrition and everything else. So um, th that's been big, you know, and, and again, both of our guests, linemen don't get a lot of, you know, of that publicity out there. They, they're not, you know, getting all the praise and they're not getting all the media and everything like that. We're talking about two guys that are in the trenches and they are working extremely hard and, and not getting a lot of that limelight. And that's what's so unique about these two guys is they are blue collar hard hat type of individuals. And that was the biggest thing that went through my mind when we had the podcast with both Rob and Kevin is these guys are getting their hands dirty and they had to do everything they can to be as successful as they are. Well, and, and for both of them, you know, they play at the highest level. Um, they, they, and they're, they play at the highest level at the highest level. I mean, they're definitely two of the best at their, you know, respective positions, Rob playing right tackle and Kevin, um, I believe he's a right guard, but I, I think the, the underlying message from both of them is that passion and that want to always keep improving. And, you know, with Rob, you know, he had an uphill climb literally when he walked in the door at 380 pounds. Um, it, it was a struggle for him to even be able to, you know, get reps because he was so big, you know, and, and to his credit, he understood that if he wanted to play, he had to do, he had to do more than what was expected of the group. You know, I think a lot of times kids that want to move on to the next level or want to get more playing time, feel like, if I'm doing what's expected of me, that's going to be good enough. And in today's day and age, that's not. You have to do more. So in other words, if in, in athletes listen and coaches, please listen to this too when you're talking to your athletes. If I'm a junior varsity athlete and I want to play in the varsity, I have to do what's expected of me every day. And I saw a great tweet and it was, how many PRs can you hit by coming every single day. You know, we always judge PRs by the squat, the bench, the sprint, but can you PR in the amount of workouts consecutively you can do? So you build consistency that way, but then what else are you doing? You know, Rob had, you know, Rob and Kevin both had different things that they need. They knew they needed to work on. You know, Rob needed to lose weight. That was the first and foremost thing. And he did it in a systematic manner. So it wasn't like he was taking himself and completely calorie depriving himself. We, we set out a plan and, and we put him in that position. So he needed to do that in order to get playing time. 
Kevin talked about how he really needed to work on his pass pro. Kevin's a mauler. You know, he can run block. He can down block. He can do all that stuff. But he really needed to work on his pass pro. And he found the time to continually get better, get better, get better. Also, they both needed to work on their mobility and flexibility, which all kids are pretty much lacking in the amount of time they put in on that. And I think AJ Klein was another one that we talked about with the amount of time he would spend after workouts working on that. So now you become a varsity player. Now, you know, everybody's dream is to play in college. Well, you have to do what's expected of you as a varsity player. And then you have to do more in order to get to that level because everybody's trying to get there. One of the things that sports advantage, we talked to our athletes about Dean is if you want to play in college, you got to start acting like you're in college right now. So with our kids, we make all of our kids message me if they have to change. So if someone says they want to be a college athlete, if they want to change their lift time or schedule, they have to message me personally, just like they would have to message their coach. What are you doing nutritionally? Okay. We talked to them about starting to learn how to make your own food at home. So again, going back to the initial topic, you have to do more than what's expected of you, just like these two guys showed in order to even just move up levels. Yeah, Brian, you know, the big thing I see a lot too at the high school level is, you know, you're always going to get those kids that want to do more and more and more and more. But what is your more? You know, you have to do something that is going to enhance your athletic performance and not just be more of bicep curls and stuff that's going to get you ready for the beach and do some bodybuilding type of exercises. So what are you going to do? Is it mobility that you lack? Is it footwork? In Rob's case, it was a lot of his diet, nutrition, and what was he eating? What, what kind of fuels he putting in his Ferrari? Like we say, you know, every athlete's a Ferrari. Well, what kind of food, what kind of fuel are you putting in your body, your Ferrari? And that's going to make a difference. And his goal was to lose weight, you know, and, and Kevin is like, I'm going to do more and more and more. Nobody's going to outwork me. That's great. But as he got and he matured and got to a higher level, it was doing things to help his body become healthier, recovery, eating better, you know, getting more sleep, working on that flexibility, working on his technique with his pass sets, like you said, instead of doing the things he was good at, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, oh, I'm deficient in this area. You know, I'm plenty strong, but I don't move real well. I'm not real mobile in my hips. My ankle mobility is not real good. My thoracic mobility is not very good. A lot of times athletes don't want to work on what they're not good at. And those are the things that can really give you the best as far as increasing your athletic performance. And I think it's a pretty simple way to figure it out, right? Go to your, go to your strength coach, you know, Hey, what are some of the things I'm lacking? What are you seeing right now that I need to get better at? Go to your position coach, go to the head coach. What, you know, I'm, I, it's the summer. I want to, I want to get better. I want to be ready to play. I want to be my best for the fall. What do I, what do some of the extra things I need to do to get better at? It's very, it's a, it can be a hard conversation because the coach is going to tell you the things that you're deficient in. So you have to be mature enough. If, if you really want to be great, that's a very easy conversation. If you truly want to be great. You know, and that's the biggest thing we see now with technology is you don't see a lot of athletes going up to their coach now. Many times you might have a parent go 
and email a coach or, or call a coach and say, hey, you know, what does my son or daughter need to do to become better or get more playing time or whatever the case is. But the, the bottom line is the onus goes on the athlete. The athletes got to have that communication with their coach and understand that, you know, they should initiate it. If you really want to get better, it's a great way to show your coach that you're invested and that you want to get better and you want to do those extra things. And then as a coach, you know, you have to make sure you sit down and listen, develop that relationship, you know, and sometimes, you know, Lewis Corella just said on one of his great messages, which we love, you know, on those Twitter messages, sometimes the truth hurts. Yep. Sometimes the truth hurts. And, and, you know, we tell our kids the other day when we're squatting, we said, Hey, listen, you know, we talked about some mental toughness. And if, if you allow your partner not to get parallel in our definition of mental toughness, if you don't say anything to your partner, you're not mentally tough because you're afraid to tell your partner that they're not parallel. And if we are not parallel, your chance of injury goes up. So do you not care enough about your partner to help them lessen their chance of injury, increase their athletic performance? But you have to speak up because otherwise, if you allow them to do it wrong, you don't have your partner's back. You don't have your partner's best interest. Right. So I think sometimes kids are afraid to call other kids out. I think sometimes coaches are afraid to tell kids certain things. Well, and like, you know, the best led teams, right, are athlete driven. And if the, the better athletes step down to the younger ones and say, no, you know what? That's not how we do things. If the weight's too heavy, you can't get the parallel, take some of the weight off. But do the exercise correctly. That's the big message. Well, and and nobody cares how fast or how how how, how much you can lift incorrectly. I mean, I I, I mean, this week was a, a prime example of that. You know, and, and it's something that you see all over social media, quarter squats, people going nuts. I mean, it's 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 almost embarrassing for the kid. You know, what I mean, if he's not doing the exercise correctly and you know part of lewis's message like you said was you know say something hurtful to be helpful sometimes you know sometimes Correct. you have to have a hard conversation um or live with the results that you don't address you know if you if, if you allow it you you know you enable it or if you enable it you allow it or i can't even remember how that goes but if you allow something to 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 be done incorrectly okay you're basically telling the kid that's okay and you know i had a i had a athlete of mine in today and you know we were talking and we were we were talking about mental toughness and we had a great conversation because i've had him since he's been like in seventh or eighth grade and now he's a he's a college senior at, at wisconsin and um he's another great example and he'll i'm sure he'll be someone we'll have on the podcast at some point but we were talking about mental toughness and i think people's mental perception of mental toughness is they confuse it with physical toughness you know they think that that because I can run a, a ultra marathon every week, that that means I have mental toughness. No, you're just, you're physically tough and you can do things that other people can't. Mental toughness deals with a lot more than just what you can, you know, how much you can lift, things like that. Mental toughness is, can you get up at 5 a.m. every day and get your workout in before, you know, the rest of your day starts so you don't miss a workout? You know, mental toughness is, can you have those conversations with kids or your staff when you know going into it, it's going to be a hard conversation? Mental toughness is seeing, you know, things on social media that maybe your competition is doing 
that you feel like they're either taking shots at you or, or they're trying to do things to undermine you and you just scroll on by. You know, I think that's where people need to be mentally tough and not be so reactionary to, you know, little things that prick them here or prick them there. You know, if you tolerate it, you're encouraging it. That was and what I, I was looking for. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, and a lot of coaches get real frustrated when a kid acts the way he acts. But if you, if you tolerate that type of behavior or that type of lack of effort in practice, that's what you're encouraging. And I think so many times coaches get frustrated, but I think we got to look back and say, well, you know what? I'm, I'm the problem here because I'm allowing to practice like this. And then just maybe expect in game mode to hit that switch and it's not going to happen. And, um, you know, that those are some really good things moving on to, you know, we talk a lot about multi-sports, Brian. Yep. And the big thing is we don't talk a lot about wrestling. You know, we got this track connections from, you know, obviously I, I run the Fox Valley throws club. So we talk a lot about track, but you know, wrestling, Kevin Zeitler said, you know, that was a sport that really helped him get the, the physical toughness and the mental toughness. And it was a coach. And I know we got a lot of coach listeners out there. It was a coach that had a football wrestling connection that talked him into going out for wrestling. And, uh, it made a big difference. And when you look at football, when you look at that O-line, D-line position, you know, it, it's a tough position. You're right down there in the trenches and you got to physically be ready. And then mentally, you got to be ready. And what he said is that made such a tremendous impact on his development as far as him getting to another level. We talk about athletes, okay, we're doing extra. Well, extra in Kevin's case was, Instead of going in the weight room and just lifting in the winter, I'm going to go out for wrestling because one, my coach said it's going to make me a better football player. And two, I want to be more competitive as well. And, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about that, Brian. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, I think Dean, even tracking back to when he was in middle school, he talked about how Michael Jordan was his favorite athlete and he thought he was going to be a basketball player, you know, and obviously, you know, as he grew and got thicker and, you know, football was more of the sport for him. And so, you know, athletes, you know, this is for you too. If a coach suggests, Hey, why don't you try this sport? What's the worst thing that can happen? If you go out, you get in better shape, you know? And, and I think Kevin, if I'm not mistaken, was put with a guy who was a state qualifier. You know, he had to wrestle against him when he was, you know, in practice every day. So he was forced to go against people that were better than him. And a lot of times athletes will just quit. You know, if I'm not winning, if I'm not getting that quick gratification, um, you know, if I'm not the, if I'm not the guy right away, I'm just going to quit. And a coach doesn't like me screwing me, all this other stuff, you know, and he did the exact opposite. You know, he put his nose down and, you know, went to the grind and, and he talked about how demanding that sport is and how it taught him how to work through hard circumstances, you know, to a point where he was a, a runner up at state. So you, Athletes, I think the, the message here is this, is you never are going to know if you're good at something unless you try it. And I think people are so afraid in today's society to try things that they've never done before. And that comes down to even like the way you eat. I mean, you know, my middle son, he won't, you know, he won't try anything new, you know? And, and, and so I think 
trying things you've never done before and trying to do them to the best of your ability, a lot of times you're going to be surprised, hey, I might be really good at this. And you might fall in love with it. You know, like Kevin said, like we said, basketball was his love, you know, and then when he fell in love with football, all of a sudden he changed gears and you just never really know what's going to happen unless you try it. You know, Rob said the same thing. Rob, his brother played basketball and he was a basketball guy. You know, Rob's from Maryland out there East coast. And he said the same thing. You know, he wanted to be a basketball guy, basketball guy. And we see a lot of our football guys that ended up getting scholarships were big basketball guys in middle school. And there's nothing wrong with that. Ball playing multiple sports is what we preach. We know all the benefits from that. We learn from everybody, different coaches and, and the life lessons are, are tremendous, but body types change. You know, some kids grow and they're really mature at that elementary and middle school. And to be honest, it, it doesn't matter what sport they play. They're probably going to be better than most everybody else. So if you athletes, if you got sport coaches out there telling you just to specialize at a very young age, you know, and as far as we are concerned, right, Brian, that that is bad information out there. No question. Yeah, if you're coaching, if, yeah. if you're if you're telling a kid to do that, unless he's, you know, here, like let's let's be honest here, Dean. If if I have a sophomore kid and he gets a division one scholarship to go play a sport, okay, now it's time to start thinking about focusing in and honing in on that. Okay. But for most of our listeners, okay, we're we're not in that scenario right now. And you just never know until you, you just go through the process and it's every day. It's consistent with intent to get better at whatever you're doing. Um, if it's the off season for one of your sports, it's, it's how much better, how much stronger, how much more flexible, how much leaner um, can you get? If you're in season, you're focused on that sport. And that doesn't mean like if you're a baseball player um, that you play baseball in the spring and that you're a football kid that you can't go hit at night. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean you can't work on your other sports, but it means that you're, you're, the majority of your energy goes into that sport to make sure you give yourself and your team the best opportunity to have success. But it's, it's an interesting topic, Dean, and we cover it a lot. You know, we talk about it a lot, multi-sport. And there are still coaches and, and parents and, and kids that believe that if I just focus on this one sport, you know, that, that D1 coach is going to come calling. Well, guess what? If you're a sophomore, guys, or a junior, you know, early junior, and you haven't started getting recruited yet, you either re better really kick it in gear quick, you know, or think about maybe playing some other sports as well. Because it, the recruiting process that we see at Sports Advantage with our kids that are getting recruited, our kids start getting recruited when they're freshmen and sophomores. I mean, they're getting looks and and they're, you know, going to camps and, you know, things like that. So that process has started at a lot earlier age. And when you and I played, when you and I played, I remember deciding to go to Oshkosh in, um, in the spring of my senior year, I didn't even know where I was going to go to college, you know, so that's such a difference. And the message I always tell all kids that ask me is if they haven't been recruited, you know, by a, a major university, my message is simple keep playing the sports until someone tells you that you can't. So in other words, until you get cut, keep playing sports that you enjoy to play until 
you either don't make the team or it's something where you're unable to perform on that team because once it's gone, it's gone. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things that kind of getting off to a little bit different topic is, you know, we talked about uh, the viral video of Kevin Zeitler <laughs> doing a little pass set in there. So Brian, tell me a little bit about uh, when you dealt with Kevin at, at the college level, because you kind of tapped into some of that in the podcast, but well, uh, give us well, some of your think, insight on that. Yeah, I think with Kevin Dean, you know, the, the best part about that, okay, is Kevin is who he is. And he touched on that too. You know, I think his, his get your edge message was you have to figure out the things that make you who you are and make you are going to make you better. And some people aren't going to agree with you. Some people aren't going to like you. Some people are going to make fun of you. Um, and if your passion and your dream, that's again, where mental toughness comes in. That's another cue. Are you mentally tough? Are you able to be yourself? Okay. And for athletes, you know, that's going to do extra hitting. It's maybe going out for wrestling. It's maybe going outside at 10 at night and shooting hundred free throws because you've committed to shooting hundred free throws every day, you know, for the whole year, whatever your commitments levels are. And Kevin was, he was that type of guy. He didn't care. You know, he would break out into a pass set in the weight room. He'd, he'd finish a squat. Next guy would go in he'd do this. And he had a little nervousness about him too. He was kind of, you know, you know, but every now and then he just, you'd see him and you kind of look back and like, what are you doing right now? And I'll never forget the story when, and I told this on our last podcast with Kevin, when I brought, you know, Corey's dad and, and her sister's husband, Jason, Jason and Bob over to Kevin's house. And I just said, don't be surprised. You know, if Kevin starts breaking into a pass set, you know, in the house, and the look on Jason's face was like, you're serious right now. You know, when he did it, I mean, we were right in the kitchen and he just, you know, Kevin and I, you know, went out for dinner one night with Rick Wagner from the formerly the Packers, you know, another great offensive lineman from Wisconsin back then. Uh, we were standing outside and he didn't really break into a step, but he kind of put his hands up and he took a step back and Rick kind of looked at him and I think he said, you're still doing that, Kev? You know, and, and, you know, we all laugh and, you know, it's funny and stuff like that. But I think, you know, outside of a viral video, uh, the real message is you have to be who you are and you have to be comfortable in your own skin with who you are. I know for me, um, I'm extremely comfortable in, in who I am. I don't care what people think of me. Um, I'm going to be who I am on, you know, once or twice a week, you're going to hear the song we do on my Instagram story. Um, you're going to see pictures of my family. I'm going to pick and choose, you know, who I hang out with. Um, cause I don't want toxic people in my life. Um, you know, I'm going to not do things that may not be in the best interest of my future. So, you know, one of the messages I sent on our sports advantage, want key Instagram was viewing certain things as, as investments versus sacrifice. And Kevin was the same thing. So he looked at working on his game as an investment for his future, not a sacrifice of, you know, giving something up. And I think once athletes start thinking of, hey, what's the long-term gain here versus that short-term microwavable gratification, 
Um, that's when athletes can really start to make some gains in what they're doing. Brian, we're going to wrap up here pretty quick and uh, pretty exciting stuff in the NCAA and the collegiate levels with the NLI. So uh, I don't know if you want to go over who our next guest is going to be, but we got a collegiate athlete instead of a NFL athlete or a strength and conditioning coach at the collegiate level. Uh, you want to introduce who that's going to be in the next episode? Well, we're going to have Badger O-lineman Logan Bruss uh, is going to join us. And it's going to give us a college perspective of, of what it's like, uh, what the summer, you know, training is like and what it's like to be a college athlete at the highest level, you know, and what it's like to, to go through the process of working your way into a position and not getting it handed to you right away. And so another, another great guest coming up with us, um, you know, before I hop off here or before we hop off here, Dean, you know, just want to throw a, uh, a plug-in for the Fox Valley Throws. Obviously, I know you're in your summer sessions, but, you know, follow Fox Valley Throws on Instagram. There's a lot of great information. If you're a thrower, if you're a throwing coach, um, you know, great information, very authentic page, uh, which is which is really hard to find, as I found out in business. Uh, for those of you that are just looking for, even if you can't train with us at Sports Advantage, we have our Sports Advantage Instagram pages, you know, at Sports Advantage, at Sports Advantage Beaver Dam, at Sports Advantage Wanakee. We also have uh, our Edgewood Instagram page. And for those of you coaches that are looking for information, we have a ton of information on our pages. So we're not just looking for you to follow. We're looking for you to get something out of it. Um, and so our pages, you know, Dean and I really believe in our Instagram pages being very authentic, as well as the Get Your Edge podcast Instagram page and Twitter. Um, so it's not just, you know, pictures and stuff like that. There's a lot of great messages that athletes and coaches, um, can see and follow things like that. The last thing before I, I sign us off here, Dean, is we again, want to thank everybody for listening, but the, the new fee that we're going to Im impose here for everyone, the only fee that we're asking, we're not, we're not doing sponsors right now. We're not doing other thing. The only fee that we're going to ask is if you really like the podcast, share it with one person this week. Okay. If you, if you like it and you think that it can impact somebody, if you, if you know a young athlete that you think this can impact, share the podcast with them. If you know a coach um, or even one of your administrators, you know, coaches, share it with your athletic directors, because we really want some of these messages to get out. We feel like our mess messages are authentic and genuine. Our guests are incredible. Um, and so we really want you to share the podcast with other coaches, other friends and family and things like that, because that's, you know, word of mouth is, is definitely one of the best ways for these messages to get out. And, you know, we're very excited about the growth we've had, but again, we want to touch as many people as possible. So with that said, Dean, you got anything else before we lock her down here? Just looking forward to our next guest, Logan Bruss. Another, another Kimberly paper maker. All right. That's, wraps it up here for another episode of the get your edge podcast we will see you next week chop it